Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello. Hi. It's oh. us, guys. Yeah. We oh, did it together. I tried to uh, beat Grant. Uh, One, two, three. Hello. Hello. Oh, hey, how's it going? Hey. Yeah. All right. All it's right. uh, it's, we are starting a cult. It's uh, we're back again. It's me. It's Grant. Hello. And uh, I'm here with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's late. It's late. It's late in the night. I'm here with uh, with Jake. It's me, Jake. Mr. Jake uh, Wallen. It's me, Jake Wallen. Oh, uh, don't yeah, get you're confusing people, people with the with voices. The voices. Oh, no. oh no. That's the this fucking is a very confusing <laughs> intro to the to the podcast. That's the guy, uh, Georgie. You know, Matt. It's the... Georgie, aka Snuffleupagus Nessinosalus. Shut the fuck Nobody up. Nobody calls me that. Georgie's fine. Anyways. This intro's off the rails. Sufficient. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late to be doing this. But anyways, we're going to jump in. Oh, we usually do it around this time, right? We're going we're gonna to open your mouths and we're going to jump right in with this knowledge we're going to drop on Wouldn't your... it be ears? What do we have to do with I'd the mouth? Jump in the mouth. I'd rather jump in the mouth and then consume your body and become you. So you can hear us talking? Oh, that works. Through others. Wow. All right, it's so late. today we've got a great late. show for you. Uh, <laughs> Apparently we're going to jump into your mouths and tell this story to you from inside your own body. Yeah. And uh, just about the intros, like, speaking of intros, um, we are uh, hoping to have the new intro by next episode. It's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. Griffin, t- Gri- uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say his last name. Griffin, the guy who's been on a uh, couple of our uh, episodes, is... Uh, uh, making an intro for us. It's sounding pretty good so yeah. far. Griffin, a.k.a. you might also know him by his real name, Kanye West. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good if you like, uh, if you know him, if you've heard of him. Uh, yeah, you guys might not know who Kanye West is, but it's like, I mean, he's all right. He's done some stuff that I like people to help, like. Yeah, I like to help underground music. Yeah, no, definitely. We're so, going to get... We're listen gonna get, to Kanye West. And, listen. Guys... In five years, when Kanye we West not is famous, Kanye West right now. <laughs> when Kanye West is famous in five years, he'll have us to thank for that. Yeah, no, yeah. we'll get a shout out on 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 stage. Anyways, uh, so today we got uh, we're going back into space for you guys. We're going to start on Earth, but we're going to make our way into space. We're going to talk about the Immaculate Man, uh, Travis Walton. Mr. Travis Walton, yeah, he. Uh, uh, if you've seen the movie Fire in the Sky. It's uh, somewhat based on a book that he wrote about his um, his account with being abducted by aliens for five days. Yeah, he likes to fucking party, and uh, yeah, what I what's interesting, uh, his book is available online, and uh, what's actually cool, uh, my mom bought me this book when I was like thirteen, and uh, he signed it, 
and just gave me a little note, and it's uh, it's in the front cover of the book. If you buy the book, but you doesn't get... it say Francine instead of Grant? It does, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's not really. I couldn't help that. She doesn't give a fuck who this guy is. It's true. But uh, yeah, so we have some very uh, interesting things that are going to happen. Uh, Fire in the Sky is the book and the movie. Or um, actually, just before we jump in, uh, the actual name of the book was The Walton Experience. Yeah. And then they changed it after the movie came out because the movie was, like, so popular. I thought they changed it because after Jimi Hendrix and the experience came out. I heard that was the real reason. No, wouldn't... Jimi Hendrix, wouldn't it be Deep Purple yeah. with, uh, with Smoke on the Water fire? Yeah, what the, the fuck are you talking about, Jimi Hendrix? And the experience. The experience doesn't add fire in the sky. What are you talking about? Like, for the the song are you fire? Saying, wait, you're, no, not, you're not hearing me. Are you saying the Walton and the experience? experience? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Who are you talking about? (laughs) His name is Travis Walton, okay? It's late. It's late. (laughs) Yeah, so this uh, this whole story begins uh, when when Travis was at the ripe age of 22 years old. uh, That's that's all our ages right now, yeah. And, uh, you know, he was working uh, as a logger. Uh, Be careful going out to my car today. Yeah, you're goddamn right. He was working as a logger. Uh, he had a contract in Arizona in the Apache Sitgreaves National Forest. Yeah, it was the Turkey Springs uh, tree thinning contract. Yeah, and it's uh, pretty much what happened is they were out to work, you know, very generic day. They were just doing their day-to-day lives, doing regular old shit. And then... Um, there were seven of them, by the way, right? Um, it, was, it was seven. It was like, uh, it was Travis, and then John, Dwayne, Alan, Kenneth, Steve, and Mike was their boss, I'm pretty sure. Okay, that sounds about right. I have last names for later, but go on. And then, so they're in the, they, they all get into this car. I'm pretty sure, I don't think the boss drove with them, because uh, it comes in later where the, there's five witnesses to what's going to happen here. But, uh, so they're in this car, they're in this truck. And pretty much what happens is uh, they're getting ready to leave the forest, and uh, they see this light like coming from behind them, and they're like, "What the hell?" So they're kind of like, they're, they don't know what to do. They're kind of like, they're all arguing amongst each other, like, "We should just get the fuck out of here." And Travis is just crazy. He's going jackass style. He gets out of the car and like runs up to this light. Yeah. And it turns out that it's a fucking UFO, and. Uh, I believe he said it was somewhere around, like, 100 to 110 feet, like, in the air. Yeah, somewhere around there. And it was just kind of hovering, and there was, like, this light coming out of it. And uh, pretty much what uh, what fucking goes on here is he's just standing there, and uh, he kind of gets closer to it, and then he just gets hit with this, like, bolt of light. And it shoots him back, like what, like twenty feet? I no, think? He, he said he got he got like a it, the beam hit him in his like face and in like neck area, and he got blown back about like ten feet. He said it was like the beam itself was about like a foot wide. That's and, terrifying. Yeah. So like, but he said the craft itself, like in the book um, that we talked about, yeah, like the fire in the sky that was named that after whatever. Uh, what was the name before again? The book? Yeah. The Walton Experience. Yeah, the Walton Experience. Like, in that book, he actually says it was, like, it looked like two pie pans touching, like, lid to lid with, like, a little dome on the top of it. So it's just kind of like your your run-of-the-mill flying saucer sort of thing going on there. Pretty much, yeah, your typical uh, 1950s yeah, yeah. alien movie. Just yeah, like the round Mars Attacks-looking monster. But so, yeah, he, like, he ran out of, like, they stopped by the road. They were just like, what the fuck is that? It looks like a flying saucer. And he got out of the car and went up to it. 
and uh, he actually went underneath it. He said he said like in the book he was about like he said if he would have traveled like six more feet he would have been in like directly underneath this thing. And uh, yeah, like once he was there, he kind of noticed these these noises. Like they, it was completely silent before this, but once he got like directly underneath it, he heard these like high and low pitches that were like very mechanical, and he could only notice them when he was directly underneath it. But he was looking at it for a while. He was in like a crouch, and um, he like decided he was going to start like getting. He was like, I'm just going to go back to the car. Like all the other workers were like, What the fuck are you doing? Get the get back here. And uh, so he was, like, running back. Or, no, he wasn't running back. He was, he was like, crouched, and then he was like, all right, I'm probably going to run back. And um, right as he was getting up from the crouch, the saucer started, like, wobbling, kind of like a top, like, off kilter. And this, yeah, the beam came out. It was, like, the foot-wide beam. Sent him flying back, like, 10 feet, and he just, like, hit the ground. He said he just, like, blacked out. Everything went black. Yeah, so this guy, he's fucking... This shit happens, and then pretty much what happens back here uh, on this planet, uh, on Earth, back in Arizona, the dudes in the truck, uh, they fucking, they just, like, book it. Like, they're, at this point, they're like, oh, my God. I'm like, those, I'm like fuck that. Let's get out of here. So they book it, right? They're, yeah. They leave. They're like, holy shit. And then they, they drive for a little while, and then somebody in the car uh, convinces them. They're like, dude, we, like, can't leave him here. It was Mike. It yeah. Was, yeah, Mike was the boss. He, he was driving. He, like, he, like, he initially, yeah, he initially, like, drove off, and they, like, were at the downside of the road, and they were like, oh, what are we doing? Yeah, so what are we doing? They turn we around. Him. They go back, and they, they look for a while, and they find nothing. He's, they didn't look. They were just like, oh, he's, no longer, there, huh? he's no longer there. Which is fucking, you know, I mean, that's just kind of crazy in itself, wouldn't you say? But uh, anyways. So, yeah, they they were, like, looking around for a while, and they just, like, he, like, Mike, the boss, he, he, like, had all this responsibility on him. He started getting, like, emotional, and he, like, kind of composed himself after a second, and he was like, all right, all right, guys, we're not doing any good here. Let's go to, like, the nearest town, which was uh, a town called uh, Heber, or Heber, it's like H-E-B-E-R. And he was like, we got to, like, call the police. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to call the authorities. Yeah, so they, they're they getting involved. They start the search. They start looking for him. And uh, while uh, this happens, uh, Travis Walton, uh, he wakes up. Okay, he wakes up. This is We're back with Walton now. Uh, he's waking up. And um, pretty much he what he says he thought was that he woke up and... Uh, he was on, like, a gurney, which he kind of just assumed was, like, in the emergency room or something. Yeah, he said he thought he was, like, in a hospital at first, but he was, like, coming out of his uh, his being passed out, like, yeah, pretty like, pretty slowly. So he kind of, like, came to, and he was just like, oh, fuck, okay, I'm in the hospital, what the fuck's going on here? And then uh, he he kind of realized that uh, he was having, like, a, a little hard time, like, breathing, and his vision was pretty, like, fucked up. He was just like, man, what the hell? And uh, he, like, kind of, like, wiggled himself a little bit and, like, jolted awake. And then uh, this is where he saw three extraterrestrials standing right there. And uh, according to him, they are wearing orange surgical gowns. And they yeah. were just looking at him. But he said, like, uh, the way he described them, he said they had they were, like, very white skin. And they were, like, a little under five feet tall. He said they had huge eyes. Like, that was another thing in his, like, um, in his interviews that he definitely mentioned like multiple times with that the eyes like definitely stuck with him like how unproportional 
compared to humans that they were like on the head. Like in the book, he actually has some pretty like he worked with an artist and he got um, some pictures of the like what he saw the aliens. They kind of look like the pug of like gray aliens. If you like combined a pug and like a gray alien's face, we have not clarified. Kinda like the men in black, the little midget things. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Midget yeah. Guys. We haven't clarified if that artist was David Huggins. But I don't think it was. I don't think it was, but that would, wouldn't would that be something? That'd be a connector That'd here. be just something for us. I just want to focus on this for a minute. I just want to hear what you guys' thoughts are on uh, aliens wearing gowns. Like, just surgical gowns. Like, wh- I, 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 Unless they're aspirated. Well, you don't want to get that uh, human biology on you. you yeah. Know? I guess that's true, yeah. You don't yeah, want to... don't fucking know yeah. what kind of... We, we do what we did to the Indians. We'd be coughing and sneezing on them, or... You know, coughing and fucking sneezing and shit, and I don't know. I assume the aliens have technology enough to hit, shoot themselves from some kind of liquid, and they'd be fine. But probably, yeah, yeah. I but would like, hope so. That was that was one thing that all like uh, going back to like the biology sort of thing. Like that was one thing he also said in a couple of his interviews that uh, and in the book that the uh, the environment was like very thick with like humid air. It was he said he like. He caught his breath, but it was almost it was very hard to breathe because it was so like thick and dense. Was it like hot, like a swamp, or I don't think it was it... like swamp. I don't know. He said it. He said it was it, the air was thick and like moist. I don't know if it was like hot or anything. Maybe they use it as like a protective coating from outside bacteria. Maybe I don't. Know. Yeah, maybe I'm just spitballing here. I don't hell know. yeah, man. Maybe it's, it might be that. It might be like maybe that's like what their home planet or whatever is like or something like that. But anyway, yeah, he wakes up and he sees all the, these like three dudes uh, who aren't dudes. You never want to see that. They're when not you wake dudes up. at all. These three dudes standing around you with hospital gowns—that's everyone's nightmare. They look like alien pugs. I don't it's know. Like right before I think we had a topic a conversation about it. Right before you go into surgery and the surgeons are just staring at you like, "Go to sleep. We'll take care of you, or we're gonna do awful things to you. You'll never know because you'll be asleep." Yeah. Biggest fear. Big, <laughs> biggest fear. Biggest fear. Biggest they're, fear. They're taking yeah. out like shoe polish. They're gonna like paint you up. They real just go weird to your like... fucking room and take your. Sh- go to your wallet and take your money out. What? <laughs> <laughs> and again, they make like a hundred grand a year. So I bet they're not doing that. But uh, whatever. Know. I got imagination. Let me think what I want. <laughs> so Travis Walton wakes up to these three beings around him. He thinks he's in the hospital. Then he sees them, and then he immediately realizes he's not in the hospital anymore. Is this Wait a of, minute! <laughs> this is some You're kind not of my practitioner. This is some kind of adult swim hospital where aliens are in charge. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, this is something. How, I don't. Okay, what happens next? I have so many thoughts on this. We'll come what back. to Next this. is the main guy called up, came up with a clipboard. He's like, Mister Walton, you have stage four lung cancer. It's like, well, that's uh, that's, well, that's super not what happened. That's, that's not what happened. But oh that's a what God. if. That's a big what if. It might have been what if. But like, um, so all right. So he kind of freaks out, right? Travis like freaks out once he he sees these guys. He uh, he kind of like apparently there's a there's a um, there's like a very thin but long like kind of bar across his chest, and for some reason, but he like grabs that and he like he, he kind of freaks out and gets up very quickly and he actually like hits like one of them. And, uh, bitch slaps him. Yeah, alien. bitch slaps him, man. But um, he, uh, <laughs> but then like there's the three of them up in the room, and then Travis is there, and he's like, "What? What is going on?" And he he's just out there, 
You know, he's doing his thing. You know, he's, he's he's wondering what's going on. He's very defensive. He's trying to break this bar that was across his chest, like a like a like, like a bottle on a bar or something, so he can use it as like a stabbing sort of thing. But he, uh, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't break. So he's just like hitting it like endlessly on like this counter sort of thing, and all the aliens like kind of put up their hands, kind of like what. Whoa, man! Whoa! What is? Wait this? a minute, dude! Wait a minute, okay? And uh, so they like he, he, you know, he's trying to like uh, figure out, get his bearings straight. You know, he's trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, they all they they kind of scutter past him. And he said like the way that they moved was almost like robotic. Wah 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 wah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. You, what I like about this as a skeptic. Uh, you know. Oh, don't worry. I will professional get, skeptic. Man. I will get to the the skeptical Orgy. things, which might entice you a no, little bit more. I, I just like his reaction to opposed to like David Huggins. This guy's like, "Whoa, what the fuck? Get what shit? Fuck! What the fuck?" David Huggins is like, "All right, all right." Yeah, no, all right. David Huggins' exact <laughs> reaction was to get a boner and rip his <laughs> yeah, pants yeah, off yeah. and bang this thing. Like, Travis Holt's like, I've seen those fucking movies, dude. I don't want want anything up or near around that area. Maybe he did. Maybe that's his move. Crescent. Crescent. He's playing hard to get. Yeah, he is playing hard to get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah, he's so, smacking bitches. Yeah. Anyways, he, he smacked. It, he smacked it. Did you see how tall these things were? Would it be hilarious? A little they, bit they under, like five under five feet. feet yeah. Under five. You're smacking a child's size thing, just like bitch. Bitch, what are you doing? Kidnapping me and shit. And they just fly against the wall. But no, all right. So none of that happened. But <laughs> I really wish it did. But um, but no. He said they like kind of scuttled past him as he was like asking questions and kind of like freaking out. And um, they like they go into this like uh, they go through a door and they turn right through like this this like hallway. And he kind of follows them, but instead of going right, he goes left. That's and, a bad move. Yeah, I mean you can't. They're, they're kind of your guides. They're also your captors, but, like, you know, where the fuck are you? So uh, he, uh, he like, goes left, and one thing he said about, like, the um, the actual craft was that these hallways, like, didn't have seams in them. Like, it, it was almost as if they were just one solid thing. That it, there, there was no, like, signs that it was constructed or anything. But, um, so this hallway, it's like a long gray, like, light gray hallway, he en- he ends up in this uh, this little do- like room. It's like a dark room with a um, with a chair in the middle of it, and the chair is like kind of a like it's facing away from him. So he kind of creeps up behind it, and as he enters the room, everything around it, the surroundings become more dark, and like you can start to see like stars. Like he he said he could see like a, a kind of like a three dimension like all around him like star map, and. Oh. Yeah, and he like he gets to the other side of the chair. He sees no one's there, and he's but he sees like a little control panel. And another thing about this, there's like a door in the room, and he figures like, all right, I gotta get this fucking door open. I gotta start just like pressing buttons. And so he's like pressing buttons and shit, and nothing's happening. And then he tries this lever that's on the control panel, and all the stars like start like like they stay in their original like, formations and everything, but they start, like, swirling around the room. Huh. So, okay. I, like, my personal, um, uh, qu- like, not question, my, my theory about this is that may- he was either, all right, it was one of two things. 
He was either in the control room and he just like spun that shit out. He like spun that ship like in a, like a, a triple barrel roll or something. Or it's like a star map, like just a simulator sort of thing. Like where you can uh, look at the stars. What, I don't know. What's the, I don't know. What's the thing that's over a baby's crib? Uh, the the pitter patter uh, toy, oh, you know. God, what what is fuck? It? There's a name for it. A mobile, yeah, mobile, mo- mobile, or whatever. Uh, maybe they did. Maybe it's that. Maybe they're just trying to calm this fucking guy out. Like, look at the stars, <laughs> Travis. Just look at the stars. Just you relax. Can look at the flowers. Look at the flowers, <laughs> Lenny. Look at the fucking <laughs> oh, flowers, Lenny. Look at them. Look at. Wait. Look at them. Just the Steinbeck references here. Yeah. This is, this is <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, after that happens, like, no, like the door isn't opening, right? So, um, from the same like um, doorway that he got there through, Grant stopped fucking licking the microphone. I'm keeping it interesting. You are Shut keeping. Up. I'm sorry. You are keeping Shut it up. interesting. Shut up. Fucking this whole thing up for us. Shut up. All right. All right. So. Uh, through this like uh, doorway that that he uh, he went in through, uh, this uh, person comes through. It's actually it looks like a person, like it looks more human than the other things. So it looks way closer to a human. It's it's basically a human. And what uh, people theorize about this is that they may have been the Nordic race of aliens. Nice. And they were wearing yeah they were wearing like a green jumpsuit. It was just one guy with long like dirty blonde hair. Wait, can you guys do a favor? Or I, oh, I have one comment before yeah, your favor. I, uh, I almost disagree with that, only that? because I don't necessarily think that they'd be like Nords. What if they were like hybrids? Because I've I've read a lot of things where it's like the hybrids of like Greys and humans are like more human in the sense that they have like hair, toenails, fingernails, and like human features other than the eyes. That is true, but the same could be said for Nords in their pure form as well. You know what I mean? It very well could be. I'd like, be I'm they, just they curious. Were, they like basically look like humans. They're just fucking tall and not from here. Yeah, yeah. I'm really just curious. Brought me to my question. Could you guys, in one sentence, define me a Nordic being? Think of anybody from Norway. A average height, uh, like fair blonde hair, blue eyes, and pale skin. Okay. And then they have a personality that's like the taste of like uh like like Catholic communion. Yeah, it's very vanilla. You know I mean? Okay, I was when you guys say Nordic, all it pops in my head is Skyrim, and, and that is exactly what those Nordics are. They're just very average, blonde hair, blue eye, almost like the Nazi race. Uh, but yeah, they're <laughs> okay. I just wanted, I just wanted, to, yeah, almost. almost. I just wanted to make sure before we moved on. I'm, st- I'm, le- I'm learning stuff here, too, as well, folks. And you're not the only one learning stuff. No, it's good. It's good. I like it that way. That's, the, that's what I'm aiming for here. Yeah. So so this Nord comes in, right? This Nordic race of alien. He looks a lot like a like a human, but uh, he's supposedly a Nord. And um, he comes in, and Travis goes up to him because he's like, ah, oh, it's a fucking person. I'm going to ask, like, what what's going on here? So he's like, hey, wh- what is going on? Where am I? What is What is happening right now? And he kind of, like, uh, this Nord kind of just, like, sits there and waits for him to stop, like, talking. Apparently, he had also, like, a, like a sort of a helmet on. It was kind of like a bubble. Like it, a it typical was, Mars it was Attacks like, it was alien. Like a, yeah, it was like a Mars Attacks. Yeah, it was like a, yeah, a low-budget, like, alien film. But, um, so he had one of those. 
but he kind of just waited for him to stop asking questions and um and eventually he like took him by the shoulder and like started leading him like further down the hallway You've never followed these fucking guys. You just don't do that. Well, in this situation, you what else are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to agree and you're going to do whatever the hell fight, they want Fight, fight, fight. they got to have a hammer somewhere. You just fucking bring the pain. Dude, all their stuff won't break against uh, against countertops. You can't use them. Oh, yeah, my dude, the God, you you're right. Fucking cheap home appliance <laughs> bullshit. This ain't no Home Depot, baby. This, this is, ain't no Home Depot. This is intergalactic screwdriving technology. Elements we haven't even heard of. <laughs> but, uh, all right, so he's leading him down the hallway, right? And uh, according to Travis Walton, he uh, went through, like, what he said was probably, like, a hangar of sorts. Because he saw, it was, like, a larger room, and he saw, um,. He saw, like, um, he saw what he said he saw, like, the craft was that, that took him, supposedly. Um, and he saw, like, one or two of those in, like, a larger room. So he assumed it was, like, a hangar. And he continued on through this doorway, down a hallway. And he eventually entered this room where there were uh, two other Nords, Nordic people. Or Nordic aliens. This is like a hostile UFO. Yeah, is it weird? Where it's like there's just like breeds of aliens that are hanging out together, yeah. and they're just like, it's like ah, the Hawaii of spaceships. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Yeah, that's reasonable as shit. <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> what the fuck, Georgie. <laughs> Back to a comment on that later, but like, but uh, so he goes in his room, and uh, there's two other Nordic aliens there. One of them is just like, yeah, it looks like a Nordic dude, long hair, dirty blonde, and then there was a female as well, apparently, who, you know, dirty blonde hair and everything. And they're yeah, again, they were wearing like uh, bluish gray like jumpsuits. These people, these two, didn't have the uh, the helmet on. All right. And so they kind of, he like he continues to ask like why like what is going on like why why am I here what what the fuck where am I and um they kind of force him into this like sort of chair and um he's like struggling the whole time and he's like trying to get out but uh they they finally get him into there and then they put what he said seemed like an oxygen mask over his face and before he could even reach up and like try to get it off of his face he was, like, passed out again. That's fucked up. This guy was trying to escape and just couldn't do it. Yeah. So that that that's pretty much, like, all... <laughs> that's pretty much all we can... Uh, that's pretty much all that, all that he could, like, remember from the actual experience on supposedly a ship. It sounds like a ship, right? I mean... It, do, it, it is a ship. It's Let's a face ship. it. It's all right, a so, ship. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much the experience of him being abducted and being on the ship. That's all that he can remember. He said it was roughly about, like, 20 minutes yeah. or so. Then, slap yourself back into reality. We're back on planet Earth, slap okay? back to reality. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Okay, we're back on planet Earth, right? So, uh, you know, what, Travis Walton was like, oh, I was gone for, like, you know, 20 minutes, you know, maybe an hour at most. No, dead wrong. This fucking guy was gone for five days. Five full fucking days. Going back to, like, the guys um, who kind of left him then went back and realized he was fucking gone. Uh, when they went to, uh, to like, call the police, um, yeah, they went to Hibber, as I mentioned earlier, or Heber, or H-E-B-E-R, somewhere in Arizona. Dr. Hibbert. Dr. Hibbert. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
All right, so uh, they made the phone call at like approximately like around like seven thirty, seven thirty-five uh, p.m. and uh, they got a hold of Doctor, uh, not Doctor. You got Doctor uh, Hibbert stuck in my head. Damn but, right, uh, I did. <laughs> but uh, Deputy Ellison, he was of the Navajo County Police Department, um, and like uh, at first when they made the call, they didn't mention that it was like okay, an alien definitely took him. They were just like, all right, a part of my, a part of our crew is missing. Like, we have a missing persons. Can you like come meet us? He's like, sure, okay, cool. All right, all right. He's like, I guess. <laughs> George is looking at pictures of him. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking look at this guy. You're like, yeah, that's why the fucking aliens took him. He fucking looks like one. Look at his hairline. Look no, at that fucking mustache. He looks funny. It's funny. He kind of looks no, like no, you, no. circa seventh grade. He's just got. <laughs> He's got like jeans and the flannel and just like a stupid look on his face like Looks an like idiot. Looks like fucking paints in this one. What do you do? He killed trees for a living? No, he helped He, he helped the bigger trees. trees by murdering the smaller trees. Oh, okay. He's a goddamn murderer. That's what he is. <laughs> well, anyway. All right. All right. So they called uh Deputy Ellison and they like came and met him. And um so uh let's see. He told like they told Ellison the story, pretty much, and he he kind of was looking at him very skeptically, you know, like as anyone would, because they they all agreed to that they had to be truthful in this all the way through, or else bad shit was gonna go down, right? So uh, they told him the truth, and they ended the whole like explanation with like, "You probably don't believe us, right?" And uh, Ellison took a hard look at him, you know, he's squinty eyed, and uh, and he was just like, "Well, I don't not believe you." But it does sound pretty wild. Wouldn't yeah. you agree? I would agree. I would agree. No, I. At this point, it's like being a guy that's like not experienced it. How do you like? What do you think? Who's, like, was that the boss that said that to him? Who was it, was, it was uh, the boss and uh, and Alan. Yeah, Alan. Alan right. was one of the um, the. Uh, he was another witness. Yeah, he, he was another you, witness. But it's wild. But you're not getting paid for that week. Yeah, I mean... It's, ooh. <laughs> Can you come in on Saturday? Ooh. ooh I'm going to have to ask you to uh, come in tomorrow. Ah, Peter. Oh, Peter. That's my stapler. Sorry. We... <laughs> office space. Yeah, office space. Great movie. But, uh... <laughs> so, um... So Deputy Ellison like calls in, and he uh, he has another deputy, uh, Mister Glenn Flake. Uh, he oh, called, yes. Yeah, Glenn what Flake. 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 He's a flake. But um, his first name's Glenn. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on. What kind of fucking guy has that name, huh? Glenn. Oh. <laughs> but all right, so he tells him to go to uh, Travis's house, make sure, like, like see what's up, you know. And uh, he gets back to him not not uh, long after that, and says, "All right, there's no one home. There's no signs of anyone home. There's no car here. Uh, I don't think he's here." So, um, that's when, uh, Mr. Flake and Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Flake and Sheriff Marlon Gillespie, uh, who knows someone with that name, Gillespie, Dizzy or Marlon, it's, uh, like, uh, Gillespie, Dizzy Gillespie. Yeah. Like Dizzy. Yeah. Like Dizzy, Dizzy Doe. Shut the fuck up. What the up. fuck are you talking about? What are you even referencing? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> right, so Sher- Sheriff uh, Marlon Gillespie, uh, he came with his undersheriff, Ken Copeland. and I like that name. Yeah, Copeland, dude. It's a, good it's name. a strong name. Co- I'm Copeland. But, uh... Copeland. 
Alright, yeah, so, so they... So they, <laughs> so they start questioning him. They start questioning all the men, right? And uh, uh, Mr. Marlon uh, Gillespie, especially. And um, they, like, after they go through the story again... Uh, he, he's like, he's in the car, he's in like the car with him cause it's cold, you know, he's like, uh, it's like under 30 degrees. It's like, uh, November around there. So, um, God, he's in there. He's got, away for that weather, yeah. Oh my God. Summer sucks. Summer. I haven't I'm worn shorts fiend. in years except for that one time you came over yeah, to dude, buy my I car. Saw you, I saw Jake from we are starting cold in shorts. I, I should have took a picture. You guys don't believe me. I know. I, I'd probably sound like a crazy person. Probably sound more crazy than Travis over here. That was the first day in, roughly, in, in roughly eight years, and it was only for half the day I changed it to pants shortly you after guys that. Know that. My Jake pants were in the legs. wash. <laughs> they were busy. <laughs> Wait, what? What did you just. What did I have? Jake has legs. I saw them. There's no proof. Um, You're a goddamn uh, sack of garbage. I'm going to kill Georgie. Um, so, <laughs> so he's questioning them. He was in the car with them. He was. He was closely analyzing them as they were telling the story, and all he could see was shock and just honestly, like, disbelief, disbelief and, like, genuine being scared. So, uh, basically, he was like, all right, well, you guys are giving me literally no reason to not believe you, so we're just going to treat this like a missing persons report. We're going to go out. We're going to, like, we're going to search for him, right? So this was the same night. They went out. They were looking in the around the area that he uh, that they the sighting occurred, and they still couldn't find anything. Like Gillespie um, suggested at one point, he's like, you know, wounded animals usually go downhill or something like that. So they like uh, they went uh, whatever direction downhill was from there, and they were searching out that area. What fucking state was this in? It was in Arizona. Yeah, yeah they're treating these people like they're goddamn deer. Uh, downhill, her back start bleeding. You follow the blood trail back from out down to go find trap walls. It's more of a Georgia sort of thing right there. That was... Yeah, that was like a southern raw. Yeah, I don't know what they sound like in Arizona. They probably sound like me or you or... What do they sound like? They sound like Arizonians. I don't fucking know. If you're from Arizona, uh, tell us how you sound. Like, Arizonians sound like an alien race themselves. What do we sound like to you? Yeah, do we sound weird because we're like from Chicago area? Is A lot it weird? of people say like uh, Chicago people pronounce the word coffee weird. Coffee? A lot of people say I, I say grandpa weird. Grandpa. I'm going to sound like a nerd. I play PlayStation and we I play with people from Texas. Never met them, but we play you know daily. I guess you consider a friend, but I, I would talk about my grandpa and they'd be like, why are you saying gr- grandpa? You say it weird. I was like, Gran- how do you say it? Grandpa? My grandpa? Grandpa? Papa. I called my grandpa Papa. Get the fuck it. You're one of those. But yeah, I, I say gr- a grandpa though. Grandpa. Grandpa. Sir, off-topic, professional off-topic person. We also call Georgia. soda pop, but um, soda, soda pop. Ooh, soda! Oh, I fucking need a soda. Yeah, soda. But anyway, so they uh, they eventually give up. There's yeah, like it's too goddamn cold. It's too late. Uh, like we have to like just start fresh in the morning. Honestly, someone should go tell uh, his mom. She lives in town. It's like his like closest kin, and uh, it's around like three o'clock in the morning when they go to tell his mom, and she's like, she apparently she answers the door with like a shotgun. Which is pretty cool, right? She's like, she's like, don't go any further. And then she realizes it's like someone that her son works with. And she's like, oh, why did they bring him? And then she's like, oh, my God, something happened to Travis. And then they break it to her, you know, and then she calls like all, all the, uh, the brothers and sisters, uh, gets all of them in town. Uh, apparently his dad like died a couple years before that. But um, 
But so his family is like called into town. They're like dealing with it. Uh, yeah. I mean, from there, the the investigation uh, continues. The investigation begins. It was like daily kind of uh, like group searches through the woods, basically, just like search parties, like trying to find Travis Walton. And uh, meanwhile, like all the uh, all the guy, all the witnesses, like the six other dudes who witnessed this, um, they uh, through the like the police, they like they were part of the um, the actual search party for like two days afterwards, I believe. And then they were it was requested of them to do a polygraph test that following Monday. Yes, and the polygraph test is where the story... This is where the meat of the story is. You might think it's the aliens, but it's actually this. No, it's a lot of what came afterward and, like, uh... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Essentially, there were five... Five people were given multiple, multiple polygraph tests in order to try and figure out what was going to happen here. And Travis Walton, uh, he took it. Uh, he... Well, I'll get into the numbers after this. But essentially what happened was all five men uh, saw the same thing. And they all passed the same polygraph test. Um, flying colors. Interestingly enough, uh, the president of the American Polygraph Association said that uh, the odds of five individuals fooling a polygraph test on the exact same subject are a million and one. And um, there's only one member of the group that didn't pass one of his tests. Was that Alan? And I believe so. And it wasn't a failure. It was marked inconclusive. Yeah, and they it, ran it again, and he passed. Yeah, Alan was like, he, he like didn't like the police. Like I'm yeah. pretty sure when they said that we should call the, like, oh, guys, we should call the police, he was like, oh, fucking pigs. Like, he was one of those guys think, who just dude, hate, blindly hated the police. He probably had fucking weed in his pocket or something probably. when the shit Apparently went down. he was like sort of a drifter type. Yeah, he probably fucking hit Travis in the back of the head with a hammer, and he's like, I don't want the fucking cops around here. That's what everyone was thinking <laughs> exactly what happened. But. but yeah, so I there's a few things I want to talk about while we're on the, the, the thing of the polygraph here, and I'll also get into more of the skeptical side as well. So, Georgie, this, this is going to be right up your alley. I have a great theory I thought of. I've I'm very proud of myself. I hope you guys don't bring it up because I think it's going to be... All right, well, I want to ask you that before I get into the skeptical stuff. Let me... uh, So, Travis Walton, uh, he, over the the timeline of, you know, his life since that event, he's taken over uh, 16 polygraph tests that he's passed every one, and he failed one polygraph test. But this polygraph test was actually on a television show on Fox... In front of millions of people. And, yeah, it was that show <laughs> where they, uh, what was it fucking called? The Moment of Truth. I remember watching this when I was a kid, and I was I was like, I was probably 10 or 11, and I remember asking my dad and my mom, and I was like, this show seems like wrong. Essentially what they would do is they would like hook up like a man or a woman, and then they'd bring in like his wife or husband, and they would just like ask them questions while they were hooked up to a polygraph test. So like on national television this, like, marriage would crumble because they'd be like, did you cheat on me with my sister? And they'd be like, no! And then, like, on the screen, it was like, that was a lie. And, like, <laughs> well, it's like what the fuck? people's like, lives were ruined by this show. It probably like, spiked because they were like, oh, my God, if this polygraph reads wrong, she's going to think that I cheated on her. Yeah. So he's freaking out. So he failed that. <laughs> but uh, let, let's just face it. To be fair, um, you, yeah, you can't expect... 
a, a rational answer on a television show. And then this also brings you up to the point of is this is a question I guess I'd pose to At both of you. At least from someone who's not like trained for it. Like celebrities like yeah. whatever, but like this is a logger from Arizona who is 22 when this happened. Now, I have an answer to this and I actually have things that back this up. Uh, are, do you think that polygraph tests are a valid source of information? Abs- I believe. I, no. What? No. So absolutely not is no, what I you're mean, saying. I, I kind of agree with you. I, I mean, like I that, feel like it's something that can be very easily cheated if you know what you're doing. If you know how to do it. I mean, it's not used in like the justice system anymore. I believe because like there there was like not a high enough percentage of like actual. I, I don't know. You oh, know what I mean? Like no, do you want do you stuff? want the the fact right here? Yeah. Go ahead. In 2002, the American Academy of Sciences called the polygraph a danger to national security and officially removed it from evidence. So the polygraph test can no longer be used as evidence in any case. There you go. Well, I mean, and I this was know. years after he took well, it, but yeah. this is they were still in the time where it was like a a thing. But, uh, okay, this brings me up. Matt, I want to hear, or actually, hold on, before that, I guess I just want to top this off here and say, uh, ever since then, Travis Walton, ever since, like, all this broke, I mean, it was huge news at the time. Like, he was being interviewed and swarmed and fucking questioned, and it, it, I mean, it kind of, I guess you could say in a way it ruined his life to a point where this dude, he was forced to be, like, a recluse for years because... He just couldn't handle it. And, like, people were calling the house, like, phone was off the hook. And, like, it got to a point where I I believe uh, he gave, like, all power and, like, commenting control to his brother. Yeah, Dwayne. Yeah, where it, it was just, like, he oh, couldn't deal God. with it anymore. <laughs> so it was, like, any questions people have, direct it to Dwayne, and he'll essentially tell you to fuck off or, like, leave yeah, me alone. Basically. Dwayne actually comes in like th- this is like a lot after he like gets back but Dwayne like uh bef- like as he is like actually abducted like wh- when he's still missing um Dwayne was kind of like the even keel one he like he kind of kept an even like uh, a a good head on his shoulders yeah, he was, about he was the whole keeping situation keeping level headed and trying yeah, to like because, understand yeah a lot of people wanted to just immediately like blame uh his like coworkers and like boss they're just like they like offed him or something they like killed him something happened and they're like they're fucking around, like that kind of thing. But Dwayne was kind of just like, all right, yes, that may be true, but you know, we have to like, we have to go by these word, these guys' word because that's all we have right now. Let's like keep uh, going about this as if what they're saying is true, and just like just hold our heads together. Let's no one freak out. Like apparently, Travis's older brother was had it in his head that they definitely killed him, and he like he was not able to be uh, convinced otherwise until he showed up again. But um but Dwayne was kinda like uh the, the even keel one there. Yeah. And then um yeah, so essentially I guess the point I'm making with this is that it wasn't it, it became his life after all of the events that unfolded. But it it wasn't uh, it goes back to like the Bigfoot thing where it's like, you know, Patterson and Gimlin, they weren't they weren't making millions of dollars off this. They didn't sell the rights to their shit. They weren't like becoming rich. Um, actually, it wasn't like that one story when the guy said his son was in a UFO, oh yeah the hot air balloon, fucking hot air balloon, but he was like in the basement the whole time. Um, interestingly enough, great. I just want to toss this one in there because I do think it's very interesting. Uh, 
the guys that aren't Travis Walton, the the other crew, the five yeah. dudes that saw it, they were actually offered uh, ten thousand dollars each to, to recant by, by Mr. Glass, right? Yeah, to recant their story and say that it was all false and like a lie. And they all uh, denied the money and like refused to accept it. Yeah, yeah, stick it to the fucking man. And yeah, the the guy that they actually refused the money for, uh, Philip Class. Oh, Class. Sorry, yeah, Philip yeah, J. Class. He actually uh, worked. Uh, he was an investigative journalist and a UFO researcher. But he was like a renowned debunker, wasn't he? People fucking hated like, his guts. He was like a dick about it. No, people fucking hated his guts. Anybody worth their salt in fucking UFOlogy, uh, they fucking hated this guy because he really was just like a piece of shit. Like he would purposely find reasons to be like, "No, you're lying. It's like not true." And I mean, I get not to say that that's wrong, but I mean, so you got dudes uh, like Stanton Freeman. He's like a big name, like mm-hmm. a researcher. Yeah. And uh, J, uh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek. Yeah. Both of those dudes, are they backed the story and were like, you know. Like 100%. Whether, whatever it may be, it's it, they believe it. Uh, MUFON actually got behind it as well. Mm-hmm. They yeah. endorse uh, the story. They say that it's like, I guess they don't go as far to say as it's proof, but they say it's real, not sensationalized or anything There's like no that. There's no definitive proof against it. Now, with all of that being said, I have some very hot information here on the skeptic side that I I personally uh, I believe Travis Walton only because I'm a I'm like a kid that wants to believe in Santa when it comes to aliens like I want to believe so hard that even if I was somehow given proof that says it's not real I'd still not trust that proof so you're Mr uh, you're Mr class just the, uh, the I'm the opposite of, yeah the opposite of it yeah so Matt I want to hear your theory if you still have it I'd like to hear that before I get into some of the skeptic side of this. Well, my theory wasn't anything uh, crazy or anything, but I just wanted to say the the Travis Walton thinks he's gone for 20 minutes when he's actually gone for five days. I believe, DMT? No, no, no <laughs> maybe. I don't no, know. that's the opposite. You think you're gone for like a year and oh, you're yeah. gone for like 10 minutes. Uh, well, my bad, my bad. I believe he was probably, what, he could have been millions of light years away, so whatever was happening to him... It was t- time moving extremely fast where he was, and back home time is moving so slow. Well, yeah, yeah, it felt short for him. Like, uh, what's the interstellar? Like, yeah, where they're yeah, on that planet? Like yeah. That. yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking about that whole time. I was like, well, he's, he's oh yeah, for twenty yeah. minutes. Like, I like that. That seems yeah. no, pretty that like rational. Cool. That, that is really cool. Picked him up and fucking took him to wherever land. And but then, uh, like, it could be like I don't know. He was in and out of consciousness a lot during this period. Yeah, you know. But um, just to like push forward with the story, so we can get back to where he he actually comes back, so we could then we can start talking about like uh, theories and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, go for it, and like go from that. Um, so yeah, like so so the, all the workers took like a polygraph test and everything. They all came back like, all right, these are all all these guys are telling the fucking truth. What the hell is going on? And so all right, it was exactly like five days later that. Um, Travis awoke after. All right, so the last thing that Travis can remember is that he had like what seemed like an oxygen mask put over his face, and he was just passed out immediately. So the next thing surgical, that, surgical. So the next thing he remembers is uh, he awoke like on the side of the road. He he remembers like falling down and like hitting his shoulder against the side of a road. He said it felt like he dropped from like ten feet or so. 
like that SNL skit where they're like, I was lowered into my bed by the UFO, and she's like, I was left on top of a KFC roof without my shoes. <laughs> he got that one. They just fucking drove by and dropped him. And it's like, ah, they fuck put it. a bunch of empty bottles of liquor next to my feet. Like, this guy's fine. <laughs> fuck this guy. Whatever. But no, so, uh, so he remembers like being woken up by his shoulder hitting the side of the road. And he said a like a, like a, a light, like a, a big like circular light. He remembers it going out. But it seemed like a closing sort of like hatch, and then he said all he could see was probably like uh, a couple feet like above him. Uh, it was it seemed like a reflective sort of thing. It was late at night though. It was around like midnight, eleven thirty or so, mm-hmm. and um, he said it was, seemed like a reflective like circle, and he could like see it there after the light had disappeared, like the hatch closing, and then it just shot off without a sound. It was just, it just disappeared. It shot off into the sky like faster than he'd seen anything. Like the Scooby Doo with uh, the UFOs, the Roswell one. Oh my god, I haven't seen that. What? How have I not seen the Scooby Doo Roswell? I don't know if that's what it's called, but there's like a Scooby Doo. I remember there's like satellites oh, and shit. I I okay. I remember what the aliens look like from that. Yeah. I don't remember the like movie or episode itself. Oh, that's good. We're gonna find that and we're gonna watch no, it. I fucking watch love Scooby Doo. Scooby-Doo is probably 90% of the reason that I'm interested in the shit I'm interested in now. Can we all agree that Scrappy-Doo is a little punk bitch? Oh, he's the he's the worst character on the show. Terrible. Best... <laughs> sorry, probably... <laughs> Wait, hold on. Terrible. Do you guys terrible. remember Scooby-Doo's, like, dumb cousin? Yeah, and he's got, like, yeah. the hat on? Uh, Was it just Scooby-Doo with a hat on? Yeah, well, oh, he's like... No, he's like a southern guy. Let me search no, it. He, he's in the one where they go to the hotel... And they're like, yeah, we got your room right here, but we got to move this box. And they move the box, and it's just a coffin, and there's like a vampire in it. There's like He's like in it. And the, or no, the coffin's in like the middle of the road in the beginning. It's real fucking weird. Dude, I need to brush up on my Scooby-Doo, honestly. But, Holy shit, dude. I found a whole family tree. You found a lineage? Oh, my Yankee God. Yankee Doodle-Doo. I'm not going to go through all Granddaddy that. Granddaddy-doo. <laughs> Dixie, whoopsie. Horton A. Zoo. I mean, do. I think his name, doo, his, name slappy is, doo, his name is Ruby similar doo. to Scooby. It's Scooby-Dum. That's a, yeah, Scooby-Dum. Scooby-Dum. Yeah, he's... Yeah! Isn't he's that like, just, like, blatantly making fun of people from the hey, South? Like, he's a, yeah. He's a cousin of unknown origin. Him and Doobie. Unknown, eh? Doobie. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Where did, where did we, like... We were talking about... Uh, <laughs> Scooby-Doo. No, we were talking about uh, the, the UFO disappearing without yeah, all right. sound. All right, so uh, that's what he remembers. He remembers hitting his shoulder on the side of the road. The the hatch, what he thought was a hatch, closed. And then he saw it, like, floating there for a second. And then it just shot off, and it was gone. So, um, yeah. So he awoke. It was around... It was, like... Uh, it was silently but quickly upward on the roadside. Uh, and, That's poetic. Yeah, right? So uh, then he uh, he started, like, wandering down the road. He's like, oh, my, what the fuck? And then he eventually comes by this, like, uh, Exxon station. And uh, there's, like, a phone booth there. And around, like, I think it was 12.05 exactly, he called his brother-in-law, uh, Grant. Hey! It's Grant! Hey! Guys, I've, I've waited this long to tell you, but he actually called me. It was me. Oh my what god! Uh, don't worry about. Don't the worry time. about it. It was 1975. Don't worry about it though. Uh, I've been born <laughs> and reborn so many times that it's just it was one of me. Yeah, yeah, just one of them. You know. But, regardless, uh, he called me. Regardless, he called Grant. He said, "Hey, bitch! I was just abducted by UFOs." Yo, bitch! 
bitch! No, dude. All right, this is exactly what he said. He said, they brought me back. Who? And, like, <laughs> and apparently the family had been getting, like, all these, like, crazy, cruel phone calls. Like, from people just, like... We have your like, son. Give us five billion dollars. Just, like, jokes about aliens and shit. But uh, at first, like, he apparently didn't, like... He didn't take it seriously. Who would? If okay, Honestly, they yeah. put yourself in this situation. Someone you know has been like abducted or is just gone, and then five days later you get a call. For, I mean, okay, caller ID didn't exist, but the equivalent is now you get a, a call from like a blocked number or like a number you don't know, and you answer it, and it's just somebody that's been gone for five days, and they're like, "Hey, they brought me back." You didn't even say it was him. He was just like, "They brought me yeah, back." Exactly. It's like, "Hey, yeah. they brought me back." It's like, uh, first off, who the fuck is this? And second off. What the fuck are you? What are you doing here? Yeah, he, he said it sounded like he like he just didn't take him serious. He was like, "Oh, okay," and he was like about to hang up the phone. He's like, "No, it's me, Travis. I swear, like, come get me." And, That's uh, fucking awesome. And so yeah, like him and uh, so his his brother in law uh, Grant yeah. and Dwayne. Great uh, name, Grant. Yeah. Great name. Grant is a great name. But they uh, they went to pick him up. And, uh, yeah, this is where, like, in the, <laughs> this is where in the car, uh, he, like, they were t- telling him, like, oh, my God, we were so worried about you, dude. Everyone is so worried about you. Like, this is crazy. And he's like, yeah, it must have been a crazy hour or two or something like that. And they were like, uh, Travis, you've been gone for five days. He's, what? Wouldn't it be greater if it was, you've been gone for nine years? No, that wouldn't. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> that wouldn't have been great. That would have been great, dude. That'd have been like Castaway with Tom Hanks. That's like what that would have been. But instead of something real like a fucking FedEx plane exploding, he's just abducted by aliens for nine years. <laughs> oh yes. I used to live here. So um, <laughs> I used to live here. All right. But uh, all right. That's how things work. <laughs> So they, they they brought him back. They uh they chose not to tell like um the police immediately yeah, or like yeah fucking narcs. Yeah, they chose not to tell, to tell these pigs for huh? <laughs> As Alan would say. Yeah, why don't I just give you my money too? You fuck. These pigs want to blow my house down. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh man, that's like you're you're mixing up the roles and all these things today. No, that's uh, it's Cypress Hill. Pigs, the song by Cypress Hill. Come on. These All pigs right. want to blow right. my house down. All right, Dude, that, was, that was a good Pass save. The by uh, the musical youth, right? Yeah, from uh, the wedding singer. Yeah, <laughs> Billy <laughs> Idol, right? <laughs> Billy Idol, right? <laughs> Billy Idol. All right, so <laughs> so, so they told. How many times am I going to say? What are we talking? Wait, what are we talking about? about? Talking about Scooby Doo, right? But uh, anyways, the Hex no, Girls. Yeah, yeah, the Hex Girls, dude. All right, so um, so yeah, they they chose not to. Uh, to like tell the police right away so the media wouldn't get hold of it. Uh, they just like brought him back to uh, I think his mom's house. No, it was either yeah, Dwayne's no, or his mom's house. It yeah. was. It, yeah. I'm, I'm almost 100 percent sure. And it was so his he mom. like uh, they they tried he like tried to get some sleep and whatnot. And um, one thing that they noticed was that he had this like red dot on the inside of his arm, like the crease, like it was like a from oh, a yeah. hypodermic needle. We've all seen The Simpsons, you know, <laughs> uh, crotch dot. It's on this guy. My cousin died. The whole time. My cousin died from crotch dot. <laughs> <laughs> Deep seated oh. Simpsons references. You gotta you gotta start watching that yeah. show more. If you didn't understand Jeez. that, you gotta watch it more. But um So yeah, they noticed this red dot on the inside of his arm. And um 
What are you doing? We're fine. We're fine. Yeah, Everything's okay. All right. So um, they notice this red dot on the inside of his arm. They're like, oh, that's fucking weird. And then uh, he gets back to his mom's house. He weighs himself. Apparently, he weighs 154 pounds. Fat fuck. He but gained that, that 100 mi- pounds. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a seven-year-old child with... <laughs> All right, but no, no, all right, so, so <laughs> it's late, it's late, it's late, but uh, so, so yeah, they uh, he weighed himself, he was 154 pounds, apparently, that meant that he had lost 10 pounds, and uh, and so he drank like a shit ton of water, he drank like just, just glass after glass of water. And then apparently he scarfed down like a shit ton of cookies and cottage cheese. What the <laughs> fucking god awful combo! <laughs> cookies and cottage cheese? That's like the broke college kid like, oh, I got cottage cheese and, and cookies and make something out of this. That's after you get high as shit Orange in the alleyway <laughs> at fucking yeah, yeah. two in the morning. You're Orange like, what do I have? But no, no alright, so... <laughs> It sounds like the sock and yeah. dip it, in the juice. it sounds like he's a fucking junkie. Is it, <laughs> it honestly like. does. <laughs> oh my god! Gaining a hundred pounds. Drinking he started asking what? people. <laughs> then the next day, he woke up. He's like, "Mom, I just need two hundred dollars. Just two hundred dollars. I just, job? I just want to hold it. I just want to hold it, oh, Mom. I'm worried about you." But, <laughs> I love you so much. I'd never do anything to hurt you. I just need two hundred dollars. Can I borrow your car? <laughs> all right. So he. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Back on track. After this, he goes to Dwayne's house, and he tries to get some fucking sleep. Good luck. Good luck, Good man. Luck. Yeah, he said it took him a while to get to sleep, but he eventually got to a very light sleep, and, and he woke up in the spaceship again. Wouldn't that be yeah. like a fucking reoccurring nightmare? Crescent's just yeah. there, like this is the wrong story. He woke up with... I wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> he woke up oh, with cheeks porks. full of uh, cottage cheese. But uh, <laughs> cottage cheese and cookies. All right, so that's basically like him getting home. So if, if you want to go on with like the theories and everything. From here, All we right. we can take it from there. Yeah, okay. So th- th- I just wanted to get that out there. No, I totally just so we have it. something to like base it off. Of, I kind of you know? rushed you. Yeah, I jumped the gun on. No, that. No, it's all good. It's all good. No but worries. we have the story, the aftermath of all the polygraph testing and all of that, and the things that came later. Now, um, this is something that I find very intriguing. Um, actually, the week. Okay, we'll start with the months previous to this. Um. The Walton family had actually believed and reported multiple UFO sightings up to two years previous to this abduction. Yeah, was it Dwayne? Because it was all like all members. All of them. All yeah, members. I'm pretty sure his like the mom and Dwayne especially. Uh, it, it probably like uh, Travis too, but like Dwayne and the mom definitely like were very open to the idea of like extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. Like they had a history of that. Like they de- they were just always open to it. Yeah, okay, so then um, we'll get into a couple days before. Um, there is actually a dramatized version of the Betty and Barney Hill abduction on television. Cool, cool. Uh, three days before the events of Travis Walton, which he had been noted as watching and being interested in. Okay. And this leads up to where the it starts to get a little murky here. Uh, Walton was a pronounced UFO enthusiast and believer 
And uh, actually, at this time, the National Enquirer, the magazine, yeah. was offering a $5,000 reward for positive proof of an extraterrestrial encounter. So mm. we got that going. Um, they actually, after the fact of all of this, uh, Walton and the crew were paid $5,000 for having evidence of a story like this. And they really? divided it amongst the members, and they sold the story rights to the Enquirer for a year. Really? Yes. So the Inquirer owned the rights to the Travis Walton story. And then... For, like, 1975 to 76? Like, right after it happened? Yeah. It was, like, immediate. It was immediate. Um, So, yeah, we got that going for us. Um, He was actually taken in for medical examination right when he got home within the first couple days. Yeah, he kept, like, like his first uh, piss... He and, kept it in a jar uh, in a, accordance to like what Dwayne had said. Yes, actually. and the National Enquirer, again, had actually set up a medical screening and a polygraph test, which he failed. And they kept it secret because really? of the payment. So mm. the first polygraph test they ever took was failed. And they don't. there's no record of it or anything. It was wiped because they paid for it and set it up. So it, they owned what came after that. And... um. Well, damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then... Um, Phony! You, even, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it goes even deeper, okay? Um, so, Walton and Mike Rogers, the boss, uh, essentially what, they, what the, the people think is that they could have rigged a like glowing light to fool the other members of the car and the team. You know, blah, 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 fucking... Okay, whatever. But... What is failed to mention in the book and in the story is uh, Mike Rogers was actually getting in huge trouble because they had fallen weeks behind on their logging schedule. Okay. And the only way they could back out of a schedule like this and get more time was through an act of God. And when Travis Walton disappeared, they were granted an extra leeway because one of their members was gone. Really? So he they don't go into how much money they would have had to pay. But Mike Rogers got out of paying a huge fine for not doing his work on time because they lost a member of their crew. Interesting. Okay, so what they still had to do it though, right? Like mm-hmm. they continued afterward. They did, but they were given extra time because they were like, "Well, we're down a worker, and now the fucking cops are involved where we have to be." Interesting. So now, with all of that being said, I don't personally believe that. Okay, so they're fucking. Sick. I mean, I still believe it, but that, no, totally. that is some stuff I didn't know that does cast doubt. But like that, but yeah, it doesn't change my opinion that something fucked up happened. Like, and then also, I guess what you have to take into account is a lot of the information on this case is from Philip Class, who was prominently against the story. Yeah. So yeah. some of this could be planted information that's like skewed or biased, and then uh, like I was gonna say, um. So, like, this has been his life since, and uh, I really don't think that a $5,000 reward split among seven people was enough money to fake an entire event like this. No, yeah, for sure. And, sure, it helped certain people that he was gone, and I'm sure some of the money, some more money was granted, and, hell, I'm sure he made a lot of money off book sales and fucking, like, the movie deal. But at the end of the day, I don't necessarily believe that that is the only reason he did it. Yeah. Like, there's got to be more to it. And then uh, just one final thing, which 
it could kind of go both ways. They use it on the skeptical side of things. But uh, after a couple weeks of, like, questioning, the family refused to talk to anybody that doubted the story. So the only questions they would answer are people who were genuinely interested and believed that Travis Walton had been abducted. Well, I can kind of see that. I mean, like, if you're... If something like this happens to someone you love and, like, that that's all that you and your family has been berated with is, like, skepticism and, like, cruel jokes. Like, dude, when he, when he called, when he was actually returned five days later, like, they thought it was a joke because they had been getting so many, like, cruel jokes. Like, hey, we have your son. We're on Mars. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, what the fuck, man? So I, I can imagine, like, a family would want to, like, get rid of all the people that are skeptical and, pr- like, people are cruel, man. People are like kids. The ruthless, yeah, ruthless motherfuckers. But yeah, so those are some of the things that kind of lay doubt on Travis Walton. Um, Matt, this is where you come in. This is the skeptic guy. After all of the information given, where where do you think this story ends up? Somewhere. Okay, I'm gonna believe this guy on these facts, um, or facts or opinions, whatever you want to call them. Um, five grand. This guy was gonna get for his story. And you also said that they could have used a fake light to fool five members of the crew. Yes. So these guys are all gullible enough to fool for this fucking trick light, this guy disappearing bullshit. At the same time, if it was fake, I feel like everyone would be on it, in on it. And at the same time, if everyone was in on it, over five grand. Why wouldn't these people, when the when the guy told them to keep their mouth shut for ten grand a piece, why wouldn't you take that offer? That's ten grand a person, opposed to five grand to split between all of them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mr. Class, like he actually came after the youngest member of the group, who was like I think 16 at the time. Yeah, he was probably he? like young. He, he specifically targeted him. He was like, I'm going to give you ten grand to go back on your statements about this being real, and he didn't take it. Yeah. So somebody, whether it be Travis or Mike Rogers, take those two out for this. Uh, The other people that witnessed this event all believed what they saw. They might not have necessarily believed Travis. I know Alan specifically, I think they got into like a a little heated thing for a while because he kind of doubted the whole story. But he did. was a piece of shit. He didn't yeah. even want to call the cops when what he said that he saw happened. So, like, who is he? I don't know. And to me, that know. adds a little Alan's bit more merit dick. because Alan didn't believe what Travis said, but he still didn't deny that what they saw happened was some type of UFO. So that, like, the guy that fucking is, like, a piece of shit douchebag that's like, no, this is like a bold-faced lie. You're just trying to get attention. Even he was like, well, I did see it, and it was weird, and I'll take the test because, uh, yeah, I saw it. So it's like there's some merit to what he says, too. And the back to the polygraph thing. I, I believe you can cheat those things. No, you can't. Have you ever, I've been telling you guys to watch this show for years. Uh, Psych, the yeah. TV show. The fucking... It, 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 the, so I found this out like years ago, and I watched it. And they, they, he fakes like a polygraph test. I've watched extensive videos on YouTube where pretty much through like meditation and just like relaxation techniques, you can slow your heart rate enough to the point that uh, you can pass a polygraph. If you don't believe that, watch the episode of Seinfeld where they're going to fucking, uh, they're going to polygraph Jerry because he says he's never seen Melrose Place. And then uh, he's talking to George and he's like, how do you lie? Like, how can you be so devious? And George is like, I can't tell you anything, but I'll give you one piece of advice. It's not a lie if you believe it. 
That really yeah. is like the crux of like polygraph tests. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't think we've said this the entire episode. It's it's basically like a like a a, a lie detector. Yeah, polygraph like, is a polygraph lie detector is test. lie detector test. But they but, don't uh, detect lies. Like, it's not yeah, some science fiction it shit. It could be, but like if if the person believes it, it's not going to work. Right. So if you believe something happened, you they're not going to be able to figure it out. Yeah, because a polygraph, a polygraph test, test all they do is it essentially monitors your levels of stress and your heart rate. Yeah. And when you lie, you be like whether you think so or not, your levels of stress increase and your heart rate increases because you're like uh, you're being devious. So you fucking like yeah. your body starts to react. I think so I... they just monitor that. Then then if it's like if it goes higher or high enough to a point where they're like this guy's lying. That's why they're so inconclusive because if you're just like a nervous person, I'm a relatively nervous person. So if people are nerves. like, if people are sitting me down and just like, you're going to answer these fucking questions, I could tell you the truth completely, but I'll still be very nervous and probably shaky to a point where it might detect like lies. Yeah. 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 I think I've heard at, um, uh, from some, so I don't even know where I heard this, but apparently clenching your butthole. If you squeeze uh, it tight. Yeah. If you, if you like are just like flexing your, like your anus. It'll it'll make uh it'll like make you pass a polygraph. Nice. No, 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 no. You do that so you don't poop yourself after you leave White Castle. Well, that too. Ooh, good point. Well, then you're just telling lies to yourself, you know, with the with the whole White Castle thing. But, but yes. I th- I'm pretty sure the chairs specifically chairs, hands? chairs, chairs hands. and hands. Send hands, us chairs. chairs. These chairs suck. But um. Send the fucking chair. Yeah, it's funny because I don't really know anything about chairs because uh, you do, you only have your chair and it's yeah. a fucking. I have the king's chair that yeah. just rolls. You have like a two million dollar chair that's like just deluxe. It's like Doctor Evil and Gold Member. That's like what I'm rocking in, and you guys got like folding chairs. Yeah, and I I honestly I couldn't even tell you what those are like because uh, those are peon chairs to me. Jesus, man. Those are nothing. Those <laughs> is that what the, is that what I've been sitting in? Those are worthless really? to me. That, what is that, uh, yeah, it smells like beer. What the hell is that? But uh But no, apparently they uh <laughs> hot dog. What hot dog. Scooby Dumb over here. But apparently but Scooby Dumb. But apparently before uh the, before uh, polygraph tests were like outdated and not used in the justice system, uh because people were using like that that um that like method uh, flexing Uranus, uh, <laughs> Uranus, aliens, aliens. But uh, so uh, apparently people were doing that and like passing. So in like uh, specific chairs that they have you sit in during these polygraph tests before they were like outdated, they would have like sensors to see like whether or not you were flexing your ass. Ass flexing. Just a little tidbit, some thing I heard that I don't even know if it's true, but funny if it is, right? Yeah, a little bit. It's good. I believe them because if you got either you're fucking good or you're telling the truth when you when multiple different people pass the same polygraph multiple times. I mean, what else can you fucking get? You you gonna extract memory from their brain? You gonna call up these fucking aliens that kidnapped Travis and you know? Can we borrow your technology? We need to see this fucking memory and you know tell this is the truth or not, but. Fuck them, you know. <laughs> Speaking on that a little bit, like the that, that was another interesting part of this story is that the only reason that Travis remembers like actually being on the craft is because he was uh, put under hypnotic regression. Oh. It was like it was like that, that those kinds of sessions that got like all the details of the actual experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. Right? Isn't that crazy? 
That is crazy. But yeah, so I'm a I'm a firm believer in Travis Walton. I like him I very much. I think he's much. real, man. I, I think he's for real. I uh yeah. Is yeah. this old creep still breathing? Yeah, he is. I would not call him that. He's a nice man. He's a nice man, dude. Come on. I don't know him. Shut the fuck up, Georgie. Yeah, you're Jesus piece of Christ. Shit. I'm sure he's a good guy. But yeah. I believe him, though. I believe that's... So we're all in agreement. He's a hard-working logger man with a beard. You can relate, right? I, at one point in time, yes. <laughs> at one point in time. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's Big big Daddy Travis. Big Daddy Travis. He, uh, he got abducted by aliens. To quote the movie Contact, it'd be a mighty waste of space if there wasn't anything out there. So why, why not believe this guy? Yeah. You know? Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, that's about it. That's got, pretty much it. I got yeah, a UFO story. Uh, not me personally, but my dad had a friend at his old work that told him about a UFO that he saw, and I thought this was great because it wasn't your traditional saucer, circular shaped uh, UFO. He said, "This is what he said." He's like, "I swear to Christ, it looked like a bullet airstream. Like the trailer was in the sky, and it was it would move." In spurts, it like speed stop, speed stop, speed stop until it was far enough where he couldn't see it anymore. We said it was like a trailer. Yeah, you ever it, see uh, like Ash's trailer from Ash's Evil Dead? Yeah, the airstream. Yeah, it was the bullet Dude. airstream. It was like all chrome, like log. And he said he saw that was like zipping around in the sky. No, yeah, there's there's like cases of that being like things like that being. Um... There's things like that being uh, like reported. Like uh, I'm pretty sure on Skinwalker Ranch, especially. Um, yeah, like the big fucking refrigerator. Yeah, looking yeah it looked like a refrigerator, and uh, <laughs> it was just like was hovering there, and it would just zip around. Meat and shit but was uh, in the sky. but yeah, like it, it's fucking crazy. Like that that sounds insane. Yeah, I I was where was that? I don't know where it was. My it was an old uh, work friend of my dad's from his old job, so I don't know where the guy is probably dead. I don't know. All right, all right. All right, so I want to... There's one thing... There's actually two things I want to mention here that are off topic. Yeah. Um, Actually, like, minutes uh, before we did this episode, we upgraded our package on our service that we upload to. So I now now receive a much more in-depth detail, okay? About yeah. downloads and things, and I was is that showing, what this map on your was, computer screen now, has been this Jake, entire time? Jake, I'm gonna blow your mind. I'm gonna blow your mind. I showed this to Matt, so we now actually get regions of where our downloads happen. Holy shit, this is so exciting! Uh, I do want to say we are over the world. We have two downloads in Australia. Hell yeah, Aussies! We have yeah. one in France, and that's just on the website. If we switch over to our Spotify statistics here, uh, our international, we're in Canada. And we're also in Argentina. Fantastic. And um, one thing, I'd like to just just extend a thank you to uh, the regions that watch us, because I'm very shocked at these details. Jake, I think you will be too. Dude, uh, look at all those states in the U.S. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, we cover a lot of states. I'm not going to read you all of them, but... Uh, this is so believe it or flattering. Not, our biggest region is uh, Chicago, which makes sense. That's like us. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then our second biggest region might come to a shock to you guys. Uh, not far behind Chicago is California, Sacramento area, and San Francisco. Woo! You guys are awesome. the fucking shit. We love you out there. What's up, Californians? And then coming in behind the Californians, we have Oregon. All right. Yeah. Oregon, too, man. We love yeah. all you guys. Wait. What? <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. We love all you guys. I'm going to go through the states here because I'm very excited. 
And I want to give a shout out to all of you. We got Oregon, California, North Dakota, Minnesota, Ohio, or Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky, Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Mississippi, Texas, Arizona, Colorado, Kansas, New York, and Massachusetts, and Connecticut. You guys have all listened oh to God. us in America. Thank you. Canada, too. We got you out there. Argentina, we got you out there. What fantastic Australia and France. news to hey, Mike. I, this is me. What time is it in Australia? It's probably morning time if you're listening to us. It's morning time here, technically. Technically oh my speaking. god, it's twelve oh four. Oh my god. But yeah, so fucking thank you guys. I, Holy it's shit. It's not necessary information for the show, but I just wanted to say thank you. That is I, amazing. I love it so much. And then uh, we also wanted to say this isn't uh, an international thing. Uh if you ever find yourself out in uh, you know, past Chicago in the Indiana area, in, you know uh, Griffith, Indiana. Yeah, if you hang out in Griffith, uh stop by Grindhouse Cafe and get yourself a nice fucking cup of coffee. Yeah, they have great coffee, great smoothies, their sandwiches. Great food. I, I would I... swear by their goddamn sandwiches, and so would Georgie. Listen what? to this. Okay. Uh, I was introduced to Grindhouse by actually Jake and Mitchell, he's been on a couple times, you know him. Uh, a few years ago, and if I get coffee it's Grindhouse Coffee. Uh, if I get a sandwich, dude, I'm t- reasonably priced, sorry, reasonably priced fucking gourmet, delicious fucking sandwiches. Uh, if I'm ever in that area working, I stop there. Chicken salad sandwich, that is my shit. I don't know what they put in it. Probably crack. Chicken salad? Maybe. It's fucking <laughs> good. It's great. That play- I fucking cannot say... Uh, any bad things about that place? I, it's great. You know, the I'm, owner is great. You go to the, you go there, and the owner is like, "Hey, what's going on? Let's have a conversation." He'll talk to you about nothing. He's a nice guy. I want to extend this because I actually hate coffee. I hate it, and I very much enjoy Grindhouse Cafe. They are a, a wonderful, wonderful establishment. Dude, they got smoothies. They got sandwiches. Oh, I've been they drinking, got... dude, for the past week. I've had like four of their mango smoothies. And they're the most right. delicious, oh, dude, delicious. Thing ever. Fucking love. You could go, you go there and buy the coffee, and it's, it's it beans still, and they'll be like, "Hey, uh, if you don't got a coffee grinder, let me grind this shit up for you." They'll do it there too, so less work for you, uh, more time drinking coffee. And then a bonus, not it's related to the coffee. food. Uh, you know, back to the movie episode, how we said, uh, you know, the Evil Dead. That's like our uh, that's our shiznit. We oh love yeah, it. that is our shiznit. They got an ash figurine oh, up on top drapes, of the fridge. Drapes, dra- double barrel oh, shotgun, yeah. drawn chainsaw up. It's fucking bad. I wonder. I want to buy one. Yeah, I have one in the basement actually. Uh, yeah, there's like New Orleans it's, beads like draped over his boomstick. It's yeah, awesome. No, they're fucking awesome, dude. Grindhouse, check them out. Love them to death. Griffith, Indiana. Amazing. I think they're on the corner of Broadway and Columbia. It's Literally yes. right on Broadway. Uh, there's a gun shop next door. You know, was it? America. Yeah. Uh, there's a taxidermist, too. Okay, you're going to follow the chain. Uh, arcade. Taxidermist. No, no, you forgot the popcorn place. Yeah, there's popcorn one in there. Place, uh, arcade. Uh, taxidermy. Gun store. Sports com- shop. There's a record store there, too. Sports complex. Sports complex. And you got Grindhouse there chilling at the end. Probably the best stop on that street. No, 100%. There's also an arcade around there that sells yeah. booze. It's awesome. It, yeah, no, it is a good time. It but uh, anyway, cool. we just wanted to mention Grindhouse because we fucking love that place. We go there to like uh, research a lot for these topics. Uh, like I've personally been going there since like beginning of high school. I just fucking love it there. They're Everyone there is so nice. We Great fucking food there. and coffee. It's awesome. Me and Jake can go and sit there. We find a nice cozy table by the door. We sit there, and we're there for two or three hours talking about the most insane things 
and nobody cares. Nobody tells us to nobody leave. Nobody cares. There's a huge group of women that come in and just knit. Yeah, everybody's huge, there. They got the uh, D&D gang that comes in on, like, Wednesdays. They got D&D. They got magic. They got everything. They, yeah. have, they have knitted um, uh, chair backs. All are welcome. You know, kids, adults, elderly people, anything. Have a good we time. We love Grindhouse Cafe. We do. They're but anyway, um, so yeah, we just want to give that a little shout out. And um, Travis Walton. Crazy guys, guy. He was a not a crazy guy. I don't think he was a crazy guy. I think he was just a man. Oh, no, I, well, I guess I meant that more in the sense crazy of story. his life is crazy. Yeah. His story is just... Uh, oh, it's so good. It's uh, very good. It's, Re, get, get his, get his uh, book. Uh, his life story is almost as good as Grindhouse Cafe. Almost. almost. You know what I like about, even true or not, it is a fucking good, interesting story. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It's yeah. pretty unique, you know? Uh, I will say, if you watch the movie, it's fucking, it's pretty good. They've changed a couple details, but it's like a really good movie. The yeah. guy that plays him, uh, D.B. Sweeney, plays Travis Walton. Really? And he does a fantastic job. He looks very good, and uh, the storyline itself, is it's very good. I recommend it. It I'll tell you this. It's, it's not on any streaming service at the moment. But if you catch it, it bounces around between Netflix and Prime pretty regularly. So you can catch it. I've seen it a couple times for free, and uh, I have the I had the DVD at some point, but I've, I, they somewhere. disappear. I, there's so much shit in this yeah. house, and like there's people that are like, "Oh, let me borrow it," and then I let them borrow it, and I forget that I owned it, so then it's gone forever. Yeah, it, it's like a, I had the the book that Charles Manson wrote, like himself. And it was awesome, and I lent it out, and I don't remember who I lent it to, and it's gone. So it's it's out there somewhere, and I don't have it anymore. I'd like to give a shout-out, um, even though we're not plugged by these people or anything, but uh, public libraries, you could find... They don't just have books there, people. No, you could find true. music. You could find movies. And the shit's free. I mean, you got to give it back, but it's fucking free. I utilize the fucking library, dude. dude I go there all some the time of the to get movies. Watch fucking brand new movies right off the fucking theater. They got that shit there. Go home and watch it. It's fucking great. Half go of the to new movies. Library. Most of the new movies that I see are from the library. Yeah. Dude, the lady libraries the... are dying. We need to save they're, them. Aren't they trying to t- stop they're funding? Try- yeah, they're like trying to take away funding from public libraries, and we need to like stop it. Keep, oh. Like, keep going. Do you know how cool the fucking library is? Don't ask me how this happened, but I actually had like a seven dollar late fee one time, and I went there with Georgie, and I got like a, a book and a movie, and the lady—I don't think she was legally allowed to do this—but she looked me in the eyes and she was like, "If you give me one dollar right now." I'll let you rent these things. So I gave her a dollar and rented them, and I've never been back since because I don't think I'll get that deal again. She probably just pocketed that shit, man. That's probably why they're losing funding. Well, it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's like an organized crime going through the libraries. But no, you gotta you got to go to the library. Yeah, go to the library. Like, there's cool people there. Go it's to the quiet. library. Don't and yell. Don't yell in there. you gotta, you got to be quiet. The Learn library. about Travis quiet. Walton. That is what I want you yeah, to do. they got fucking books on everything. Like shit you don't want to they got newspapers from years ago who the fuck wants to look at that they got them if you do interesting stuff it is very interesting stuff i guarantee travis walton's book is in your public library 
Okay, I wouldn't guarantee that at all. Shut up, Grant. I would not guarantee Dude, that at I'm all. I'm trying to get them in the door so they can it, see the wonder of Fire the public the Sky, library. The book Fire in the Sky is available for purchase directly from Travis Walton. Uh, you could buy used copies on Amazon. And I'm sure, yeah, like the library, like they yeah, do like yeah, the yeah. share network. I'm sure you could go and like within a couple weeks they'd get a copy for you. Yeah, if you request it, I'm sure. Yeah, that won't be a problem. I, I, w- I wouldn't go as far to guarantee that it's in stores because, uh, let's face it, I've gone and gotten books that I thought were pretty standard books, and they're like, this will be two weeks before we get it. So it's like, so it just depends. You know, they might have it. I don't yeah. know where you live. Yeah, it depends. We got fans out in Portland. You know, you guys are all into some crazy shit out there. You might have Fire in the Sky in one of your libraries. Fire in the Sky is definitely out in Portland. Come on. It has to be. Uh, Arizona. We got one person in Arizona right now. If you're listening, it happened in your state. That's so. goddamn ground zero. Okay? Yeah, you're there. Like, you are there. You could go to the forest that it happened in. God, take a picture and send it to me. Please. Yeah. yeah I was thinking about future episodes you guys should do. I'm not going to give the guy's full name in case you do decide to do an episode on him. But I'd be super intrigued if you did an uh, episode on uh, Schneider. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking the about. The Dumbs. Oh, D-U-M-Bs. Yeah. yeah, I'd be fucking interested in that. Do you know what's hilarious? I've done like three separate speeches throughout my, uh, what do you call that, uh, educational career Academic on that man. career. Yeah. Academic. And I've been laughed at every time, but I've always gotten an A. Always yeah. got it. Hell yeah, man. That's a good Keep going. Keep going. I'll tell you this. Uh, if you guys know who we're referencing based on just that name and dumbs, uh, you're primo as fuck. And Love let you. us know. Tell us who it is, and we'll uh, we'll hook you up with something cool for yeah, sure. We definitely will. All right, so uh, that's a good lead into uh, just plugging our stuff. Yeah. So uh, Patreon. Exactly. We are on Patreon. Patreon, we got two patrons. We are starting a cult. We have two patrons. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, we're, we're going to be making merchandise. And uh, if you're on the high end of the Patreon scale, which is $25 a month, you will receive your very own t-shirt in Jesus whatever size Christ. you'd like. There was a massive. Are you not gonna note that? I, I don't know if it, I don't know if the microphone picked that up, but uh, that was a massive I expulsion of gas. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Georgie. I'm not even mad. I'm just laughing at <laughs> how fucking horrifying it sounds. It would sound like if a tortoise was speaking. It'd be like... <laughs> that's what it sounded like. It was deep. It was wow. deep. Don't caught that, because that's what it sounded like. But yeah, so we're on Patreon. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, we're on Patreon. We're on Patreon. We're on uh, Facebook. We're on Instagram. Instagram. Twitter. It's, Twitter. We're, uh, it's like, a star- it's starting a cult underscore pod. Oh, start a cult Start a cult pod. underscore pod. And then, um. Instagram. We are starting a cult. All one word. Yep. And then our email is, uh. Start a cult at gmail.com. All indeed. one word. Start a cult at gmail.com. Our website is, uh, we are starting a cult.libson.com. And uh, we're on Spotify and iTunes and, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're all over the globe. We're making moves here, people. So reach out to us. Give us some ideas. Give us some stuff. Uh, send us some, uh, some some whatevers. Thanks for joining us on this immaculate journey through the Arizona desert. Well, I guess it's not really a desert. It's a forest. But thank you. It's for the forest uh, version Walton. of the desert. Uh, yeah, I guess if you're going to take away anything, is uh, be careful with uh, aliens in the woods. 
and uh, go to Grindhouse Cafe in Griffith, Indiana, and go to your public library. Go to your and fucking library. Donate to our Patreon. Yes, yeah, do donate. that. All right, we love you. Goodbye. Toodaloo. See ya. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 